Hey, Cricket customers, Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Nice! Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. We've never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Yeah! Phone plan, streams, and standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details. Oh, come on now. You know you deserve it. A steak patty on any McDonald's breakfast sandwich. I mean any breakfast sandwich. Biscuit, McMuffin, Bagel, McGriddles, a juicy steak patty on any breakfast sandwich. And when you order through the app, buy one and get one free. Now go get them. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. I've got the Harvest Mobile app there and make this declaration of faith with me before we get into today's word. It's right here on the screens. Let's say it, y'all. I'm ready to receive and fully submit to God's word, which is the lamp to my feet and light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Stay standing for just one second. One quick scripture I want to look at, Proverbs 14, 12. Proverbs is the book of wisdom. Wisdom is the appropriate application of knowledge. Wisdom is a shortcut. Wisdom gets you to where you're going faster. You can be smart but not wise. Wisdom is preferred because wisdom teaches you the why behind the what. When you know the why behind the what, you'll accomplish the what much more efficiently. Somebody say, I'm wise. Come on, say I like me to sound wise. <clears throat> in fact, in the scripture, what happens, watch this, is uh, in the scripture, the Bible says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask the Lord, and he will give to him with all liberality. Which means God wants us to be wise because he wants us to get to where we're going in a shortcut. Let me speak to you about your five-year plan. God says that's not enough because you'll have that done by June. You better, you better catch what I'm saying. It doesn't take God forever. God's time is always now. If you grew up in church, you heard stuff like, you know, well, uh, you know, what's God's timing? And you know, I'm waiting on God's timing and all that. And here's the reality. God's timing is always now. Now faith is the substance of things for. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. The question is, have you evolved into the right person for now? Say his time is now. Stop thinking, well, maybe in December. No, somebody say now. Can I just stir your faith for a moment? God says, I need you to stop living so far in the future that you're not living in your now, that you're not maximizing your now. I'm not waiting to be happy until next month. I'm happy now. I'm not waiting to have joy until next month. I'm going to have joy now. I'm not waiting for debt freedom until next month. I'm having it now. I'm not waiting for good relationships until next year. I'm having them now. If you just believe there's some stuff that's going to be in your now, would you just shout the word now one time? Here it is, Proverbs 14, 12. There's a way that seems right to a man. We're talking about relationships. So we have the ways we think we're supposed to date. 
the ways we think we're supposed to marry. And most of this has been given to us by our circumstances, situations, family, etc. He says, but in its end, the way, it's the way to death. Which means if I do it my way, something's going to die. If I do it my way, something's going to be empowered to fail. But if I do it God's way, something is going to what? Live. Say, Lord, give me your blueprint for dating and for marriage so I can walk it out and watch it work. I thank you for every failed relationship of the past. It was preparation for successful relationships now. Thank you for who walked out of my life. It was necessary so I wouldn't waste any more energy. Thank you for what's no longer present. It no longer served purpose. I thank you that from here on out, it's only up in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, speak to us now. Customize, tell make this work for us, your people, that we'd walk in what you've ordained. That's great relationships in 2019. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. You can grab a seat. You know, y'all, we are in this relationship revolution. It's week number four. We're in the last couple of messages. A relationship revolution is a sudden, complete, and drastic change in the way that we relate to one another. And today, I want to give you God's blueprint for dating and marriage so that you're not a statistic. Say, I refuse to be a statistic. The only statistics you're going to be part of from here on out are the good ones about the people who made it and shouldn't have made it, the people who accomplished it and shouldn't have accomplished it, the people who reached the top and shouldn't have reached the top. In Scripture, the Bible says about Jesus, he's Jesus of Nazareth. Nazareth means a bowl. A bowl is worse than a valley because a valley has a, in, a beginning and it has an end. A bowl means there's no way to get out. They asked this question of Jesus, can anything good come out of Nazareth? I'm here to tell you, you may be asking that question about yourself. Can any anything good come out of Denver? Can anything good come out of my life? And anything good come out of the situations that I found myself in. And I'm going to tell you, yes, something good can come out of it. You want to know what it is? It's you. Because you are, watch this, let me remind you again, the curse breaker in your bloodline. You are the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. You are the one that the only statistics you're going to be celebrated for are winning. The only statistics you're going to be celebrated for are doing what they said could not be done. God is looking for somebody in the earth that he can show himself strong through. And I'm going to tell you, he found them in you. 50% of first marriages end in divorce, 67% of second marriages end in divorce, 73% of third marriages end in divorce, and I am committed to raising up a people where we are not participating in that statistic. Say we're not participating. No, say it like you mean it. Say we're not participating. You're not going to have a, a lifetime movie. You are not going to have a What's Love Got to Do With It Part 2. Now, this is important because watch this. If we don't have God's blueprint, then we're using our blueprint, and our blueprint doesn't work. How do we know? There's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, something dies. So check this out. We've got to understand this point that marriages, all relationships, in fact, do not fail midway through. They fail in the dating process. A marriage doesn't fall, fail 20 years in. It failed up front because everything we needed to know, everything we needed to be perceptive of, everything we needed to do, we learned up front. And what I'm charging us to do today is to use God's blueprint so we can experience success. What's a blueprint, Bishop? A blueprint is used when you're building something. Hmm. A blueprint is used when you're constructing something. Most of us don't look at relationships that way. We don't look at them as something we're working on. 
We don't look at them as something we're constructing. We don't look at them as something that we're building. But can I tell you, a relationship is not just something you're building. A relationship is a door into the future. And since I get to pick who I'm in relationship with, I get to, in fact, influence my future. Why? Because I'm picking people, watch this, to challenge me to be better. I'm picking people in my life, watch this, that are loyal. I'm picking people to be in my life that bring something to the table. They don't just take from the table. I'm picking people in my life that aren't just leeches. The Bible says in Proverbs that a leech has $2. Give me and give me some more. I don't need people in my life that are just take, take, take. I need people that are give and take. They bring something to the table and I bring something to them. Some of us will say, Bishop, I've tried it God's way. I really have. I tried it God's way. And really, you didn't really do it your way, uh, God's way. You just did it less your way. Many times, can we just have a moment here? Many times in life, we will say, I did it God's way. And it cannot just be relationship. It can be anything. But the truth is, is we only did it a little bit of God's way and less of our way. We didn't really do everything God said to do. We did more of what he said to do. I need you to catch that. Because that is the equivalent, check this out, of you mixing Toyota parts with Honda parts. It might work for a little bit. But at the end of the day, those parts don't go together. I need us at this 1115 worship experience to understand this. God says, I need you to lay down your way and your blueprint that you got from your mama, that you got from your daddy, that you saw on the Real Housewives, that you got from Instagram, that you got from Snapchat. I need you to lay that blueprint down, and I need you to pick up my blueprint because it's my blueprint that's going to bring life. It's my blueprint that's going to bring the blessing. But if you do it your way, you're going to keep getting what you got. And you know what that's called? Insanity. Somebody say, stop the insanity. So, 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 let's get this. Let's get this verse locked in. Proverbs 14, 12. There's a way that seems right to man. It seems right to us. You saw your mama and them date that way, but they weren't happy. You, okay, it got quiet, right? You, you see somebody on Instagram, and so you're like, maybe if we do that, we'll be happy. You see somebody on social media, maybe if we do it that way. He says, there's a way that seems right. He said, but the way that you know it was wrong was because of how, watch this, it ended up. Okay. Death is significant because it didn't say the end, it says the death, which means, watch this, if we don't use God's blueprint for relationships, our lives, watch this, will be nothing more than a series of body bags from the past. Okay, so, so, so you'll have a whole bunch of body bags from people you injured, people you hurt, people you kicked down, people you knocked down, and take this out, and then you'll be a body bag yourself. He says the end of the way isn't the end of it, it's the death of something. And we were sent to bring life, not to kill stuff. We were sent to bring life to other people. That's why Jesus says, I am come that you might have what? Life, John 10, 10, and life more abundantly. Life is the Hebrew word zoe, which means I got so much life, I'm bringing other people back to life. Side note, that's why people are so drawn to you and they want your help with their problems and you're like, I need somebody to help me with mine. Okay, why? Because when they get around you, you bring life. That's the reason why some people will sit up and say, can you pray for me? Can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? It's because when they get around you, you are a source of life. And stop cursing what you were sent to be. Stop being mad that people come to you as a source for life. You are doing what you were sent and designed to do. Somebody holler, I bring life. That's why the atmosphere changes when you walk in. That's why the atmosphere changes when you're sitting at the table. Because you're doing what you were sent to do. You bring life. So here it is. Let me give you God's blueprint. It's all scripture. Number one, maximize living single. Now, if you're married, maximize you time so we time improves. Okay? Now, check this out. Being single, hear me single people, is a gift to you. Thank you. That, watch this, that allows you to discover who you are and prepare for what you want. 
The reason many relationships fail is because two, watch this, two Jane, a Jane Doe and a John Doe get together. Neither one of them knows who they are nor what they want. And they're hoping they're going to find it in the other person. <laughs> so what ends up happening is an incomplete gets with an incomplete to only have an incomplete. And then worse yet, they watch this, they birth out some incompletes. So now you got an incomplete dad, an incomplete mama with children that are incomplete. And so now your children are going to spend their lives, watch this, undoing the drama and the hell and the mess that they saw from you because you didn't know what you were doing. Oh, but thank God for his grace because we may have made that mistake. Come on here. Some of us may have made that mistake, but if I still got breath in my body, I still got a new beginning. Watch. To discover who you are and to prepare for what you want. Say, discover who I am, prepare for what I want. Now, this principle applies if you're married, too, because uh, watch this. You spend most of your time. You don't know who you spend most of your time with? You. Got it? You spend most of your time with you. And sometimes in life, we're trying to get other people to be our best friends, and you're not your own best friend. I want to ask you a question. Do, can you stand you? Like, do you like you? Can you take yourself to dinner? Watch this. And not be on the phone the whole time talking to other people? Can you take yourself to the movies? Watch this, and not be on the phone the whole time talking about, look at me, I'm in the movies. Okay, watch this. Say, discover and prepare. Say it again. Say, discover and prepare. Now, 1 Corinthians 7, 7 uh, through 8. This is the Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul says this. I wish that all were as I myself am, but each one has his own gift from God. One of one kind, one of another. To the unmarried and uh, the widows, I say it's good for them to remain single as I am. In, in Corinthians, they had this issue because there was this hypersexualized culture. The Corinthians, y'all, they were a super sexual culture. The, everything with them was sex, 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 sex. Everything was sex. So when Paul comes in, Paul comes in and he brings order. Paul comes in, he brings structure. He tells them, y'all are gifted, but you're not disciplined. He said, and your lack of discipline is why you don't have victory. He said, because your gifting can't get you victory. Got it? Your talent, your skill, your ability doesn't have the ability to get you victory. It's discipline that does. So it's this hypersexualized culture. And so what ends up happening is that people are doing a whole lot of crazy stuff in the name of love. That's why Corinthians Paul tells them, well, this is what love is. Because they thought love was sex. They thought love was laying down with one another. So they go lay with somebody and be like, I love them. And be like, oh, yes, I do. We just, we just lay together. <laughs> no, we love each other. And Paul was like, no, love is patient. He said, proof that you don't love them is because you rushed it. Mm. Proof that you don't love them is because you wouldn't wait. Mm. Proof, okay. Watch. So, 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 so check this out. Paul said, being single, it's this gift. It's a gift that allows you to discover who you are and prepare for what you want. Many times you will say that you want something that you are not prepared for, so really what you have is nothing more than a confession without any substantive actions. The Bible calls that faith without works. Faith without works is what? Dead. That's like saying, watch this, I'm believing God to be a millionaire and you have one bank account. No, you're not, because if you have one bank account, one bank account's only FDIC insured at the time of this message for $250,000, which means you need at least four accounts so you can actually have what you say you want. Come here, which means God says, are you actually prepared for what you say you want? You say you want somebody great, but are you prepared for greatness? Because great people don't tolerate mess that other people do. Ah. You say you want somebody loyal, but have you developed your loyalty? You say you want somebody with good credit, but have you developed your credit? You say you want somebody, watch this, that, that knows how to lead, but can you, watch this, can you follow? Mm. 
Everybody wants somebody, oh, I need you to leave me, but baby, can you follow? It was everything with you, a fight and an argument and a neck rolling and this here and that there. You say you want a woman that can cook. But can you get the groceries, though? I'm just trying to sound I watch. Esther 2.12, watch this. It may not be a whole lot of shouting in this message. That's okay, though. 9.15 got me ready, so I came with my own shout. I came prepackaged. Watch this. Esther 2.12. Now, when the turn came for each young woman to go in the king of Sarah's, here's what's amazing about the verse, the turn, which means God says, watch this, uh, sometimes it can be time, but not your turn. Here's the problem. You don't control when it's your turn. So I got to be prepared and I stay ready so I won't have to get ready. So when it's my turn, I can walk into that thing. Let me just pause the message for a moment and speak to somebody prophetically. God says what you've been doing the last several months is preparing because any moment it's about to be your turn. And when it's your turn, you just go walk in there and say, this is the thing I was made for. This is the thing I was created for. Stop your neighbor. High five says it's almost your turn. Wrong neighbor. I don't like how he said it to you. Try the other one say it's almost your turn. And when it's your turn, you're going to go from being sad and to being glad. You're going to go from the bottom to the top. You're going to go from the tail to the head. If you believe it, shout it yeah. Esther 2.12. Now when the turn came for each young woman to go into King of Sarah's, after being 12 months under the regulations for the woman. Now check this out. It was their turn to go before the king. Okay? Now check this out. They had one moment to make influence with the king such that he would say, this is who I want to marry. Because a king makes decisions quickly. Mm. A king doesn't have time to sit up and deliberate because he's confused about your messaging. Okay, all right. Watch, watch this. Now, when the turn came for each young woman to go into King of Sarah's after being 12 months under the regulations for the woman, when was it their turn? After 12 months, watch this, of preparation. Check this out. It became their turn when they were prepared. After 12 months under the regulations for the women, since it was the regular period of their beautifying, and here, here it explains what it was. The first six months, say first six months, and they prepared with oil and more. Oil represents God's anointing. It represents spirituality. So they prepared spiritually. Question, single people, are you prepared spiritually? Married people, are you prepared spiritually? Okay? Some married folks, only time, you know, y'all talk spiritually at church. <laughs> well, say amen. <laughs> All right. Uh, if they do me like that again, Harmon's Bishop, y'all come up over here and stand right over here and say, preach, Bishop. If they do that to me one more again, I'm just joking. Say spiritual preparation. Do you love God? Is it evidenced by what you do? Because proof that you love God is shown in what you do. Are you prepared spiritually? Are you prepared for the warfare that comes with a marriage that might threaten hell? Woo! Are you prepared for the warfare that comes with a marriage that might scare hell? What do you mean scare hell? Because if he sees two curse breakers getting together, hell is hell is going to be fearful. If he sees two people that have the power to change the world, he's going to bring all kind of confusion, all kind of mess, all kind of... Are you ready for the warfare that comes with what you asked for? Warfare ain't... Pro uh, problems and warfare are two different things. Problems occur periodically. Warfare occurs all at one time. All of it at one time. Now, say spiritual preparation. Okay, if a person isn't good here, it's gonna be difficult for them to be good here. 
Like, if they don't respect, okay, can, can I give you something? Can I give you something? Y'all not going to get quiet on me? Come on, middle section. Okay. Thank you, two front rows of the middle section. Can I get the whole middle section to just say amen or Jesus or Bible.com or something? Just something. Okay. So watch. Here, here's the deal. If they don't tithe, God calls it robbery. I'm not beating nobody up. Not, I'm not beating anybody up. Okay. If they have an indictment from heaven for robbery, do you really think that when it gets tough with you, Do you really think that you have more weight than God? Okay, this is really none of your business. This, this you know, way I do things this is none of your business. I'm just gonna share with you. you know, so in my own personal life, that's one of my first questions. Hey, how you doing? That's not. Do you tithe? Because if you robbing God, you are gonna take my pen or my wallet or something. One of these cards finna be missing. My shoestring's gonna be gone. Something's gonna happen. My phone case, something, something is gonna be missing. Because you already got a warrant. Okay, move on. Say spiritual preparation. Okay, check this out. Then myrrh. Myrrh, watch this. Uh, myrrh deals with bitterness, okay? Uh, myrrh deals with bitterness. Say myrrh deals with bitterness. Have they dealt with their baggage? That's your preparation time to deal with your baggage. What happened to you as a child with that rejection, that abandonment, those issues. Because if you haven't dealt with that, you're gonna, you're going to, it's gonna come up in the marriage. And when it comes to the marriage, it's gonna be worse. Okay? Have you dealt with it? And here's the thing about baggage: we keep having things that uh, that offer us the cup of bitterness. So we have to choose to be better and not be bitter. Like everything that you deal with that could make you bitter isn't in your past. Some of it you might face this week. You might face some of it next month. So have, you, have they dealt with their baggage? Say baggage. baggage. Here's the third way they prepare, with spices. Spices is, are what makes something unique. And now if you're saying, I gave this example of chicken, right? And, and so, you know, you got all these ways to prepare chicken. You got baked chicken. You got fried chicken. You got Nashville hot chicken. You got spicy chicken. You got extra crispy chicken. You got original recipe chicken. You got chicken fingers. You got chicken tenders. You got chicken thighs. You got chicken breasts. You got chicken legs. You got, huh? Vegan chicken, teriyaki chicken, jerk chicken, huh? Angry chicken. I mean, you got all kinds of chickens. What makes them unique is the spice, okay? That's what makes us unique. If you have not discovered what your spice is, you will compete with other people who are spiced differently. You know why people hate on one another and why people got negative stuff to say in comments about other people? It's because they haven't discovered their spice and so they think they're in competition with somebody else's spice. And what I need you to know is you're not in competition with anybody else. You got your own thing. God's gifted you a unique way. God's blessed you a unique way. Matter of fact, would you look at your name and say, I'm not competing with you. Say, I'm celebrating you. I want to see God do something incredible in your life and through your life. I'm not competing with you. I'm not trying to pull you down. Your spice ain't my spice, but baby, we all got some spice. Shake it up, shake it up, shake it up. People become haters when they haven't discovered their spice. 
So you'll see somebody else being successful at something that you think you're supposed to be successful at, not realizing that ain't your spice. Did you hear that? You will get mad at other people. I got blessing them. I'm not their spice. I don't know the hell they had to go through. I don't know what they sold. I don't know the hell they're dealing with now. I don't know the pressure, baby. I'm in my own lane. I feel like preacher right through here. That's why the apostle Paul said, you need to run the race that's set before you. Why? Because your race ain't my race. What I got to deal with ain't what you got to deal with. So I'm in my lane, you in your lane, and I'm rooting you, and you need to root for me. Would you give God praise, watch this, for your neighbor, not even for you, but for your neighbor? Do your thing. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. But when you don't take time to discover your spice, you will be in a marriage, watch this, trying to be another woman. Ooh. Trying to be another man. Because you don't realize your spice. You ain't never going to be Denzel. You ain't never going to be Holly, Barry. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Praise him. But you got your own spice. But if you don't take time to prepare and work your spice, you will spend your life in competition with people you'll never be able to win. Y'all, 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 y'all. You'll spend your life competing with somebody you'll never be able to win because they got a different spice blend. You hear what I'm saying? Some people's spice is average. That ain't your spice. Some people's spice is getting by. That ain't your spice. Because <laughs> you're the type that likes to rule. Come here. <laughs> and reign. Come here. Conquer. Come here. And subdue. I, I got a different spice than you. So you wouldn't get me because you don't have my spice. You wouldn't understand why I'm so aggressive because you ain't got my spice. You wouldn't understand why I'm not passive. You don't have my spice. And then ointments. Ointment means that they, watch this, they process their pain. Ointments used for cut, pain, what made them bleed, what made them hurt. A hurting person will hurt you. Okay? Okay? And here's the trip about it, is, is, is that hurt can come anytime, 24-7. But if they don't have the ointment, <coughs> say, I need that ointment. <laughs> they don't process their pain. They will hurt you with what's hurting them so the rejection they're struggling with they will give it to you the abandonment they're dealing with they will give it to you now this is not just for uh, single people for married people because guess what you're going to deal with baggage you're going to deal with pain watch this married people you're going to deal with spiritual preparation why because as you increase in life your level of preparation needs to increase you shouldn't still be a sergeant at some point, you're going to need to move up and rank in the realm of the spirit. At some point in the realm of the spirit, you're going to need to not still be a private. At some point, you're going to need to mature to a certain level. Watch this, to where the stuff you're dealing with ain't just trying to pay bills. You're dealing with territorial stuff. You're dealing with regional stuff. You Say, I got to mature. I got to mature. Talk to me, 1115. Say, I got to mature. All right, so those four areas of preparation. If you're married, you maximize your preparation in your you time. Okay, if y'all are always together all the time, and, and can I just say something? Can I say something? I'm going to say it anyhow. Ladies, if he's always up under you, loose him and let him go. 
Let them do something. But where you at? Where you going? Where you been? Where you at? Asking all them questions. I just need you. Don't, don't do that. Let him, let him, let him, let him go conquer something. Men need to conquer. And if you try to mother your man, if you try to mother your man, you will make him resent you because you're not letting him conquer. Eve was made, watch this, in the beauty of the garden, but Adam was made out there with the animals, which means Adam needs to go raw. Adam needs to conquer some stuff. And if you keep trying to mother a grown man, he's going to resent you. Not his mama. Okay, move on. They ain't talking. Number two. Number two. Move slow and see the flags. The first 90 days of knowing somebody, let's go to third year. The first 90 days, because I want some chicken. The first 90 days of knowing somebody is the infatuation stage. So you don't make permanent decisions then, because in the first 90 days, you don't see things as they really are. You see them as you want them to be. For the first 90 days, literally in psychology, you have so much dopamine in your system, you don't see anything wrong. <laughs> you got that dopamine all in your system. And you don't see anything wrong with them. Everything is good. Everything is great. You, you, you'll make light of anything. You'll make light of anything. Y'all, y'all, they don't want to talk to me. They do not want to talk to me. Everything. 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 You know. You can run into their wife at the mall, and you'd be like, well, I don't even understand. Y'all missed it. They going through something right now. It ain't official yet, but. (laughs) So don't make permanent decisions. I'm moving on. Don't make permanent decisions then. Instead, get to know people. How do you get to know somebody? Ask questions. You should see that they should think they're on a TV show with you. So tell me, um, when your father walked out, how'd you feel? So what'd you do after that? Hmm. So what'd you do in high school? Hmm. So where do you live now? Oh, okay. And so and so how long have you been in that? Oh, okay. So what do you want to do with your life? Where are you going? Do you have a plan? Because if you only get a plan, if you get me, then that means you're not a good planner. Where are we going? What are we doing? What do you like to do? No. What do you like to do? No. What do you like to do? Oh, you're a homebody. Okay. Is that code for something? Okay. Or you like to go out. What does that mean? Because, you know, I don't want no video girl. I'm just trying to figure out what that is. Now, y'all see what I'm doing here? I'm asking questions. Okay, got to ask questions. Most people, we don't ask questions. We just kind of show up and talk. And if you want to really get to know somebody, you got to ask questions. They should be like, this is an interrogation. Exactly. If I was going to buy a car, I'd ask questions. If I was buying a house, I'd ask questions. If I was making an investment, I'd ask questions. This is the most important decision of my life. So you doggone right. I got lots of questions. And if you're offended by my questions, that's my answer. Why you sweat me? Okay, you ain't got to worry about being sweating me another day of your life. The sweating just ended. 
Sweden is an urban colloquialism, which means why do you continue to hassle me with your questions? All right, watch. Check this out. Get to know people, watch this, without any sexual attachments. Sexting too. If you objectify somebody as a sexual object, watch this, you will miss the reality of who they are. And sex can't fix anything. In fact, sex may prolong a bad thing. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Okay, watch, watch this. And, and that's so important because in today's culture, everything is similar to Corinthians. Everything is hypersexualized. You know, so <laughs> I ain't gonna say that, but um, everything's hypersexualized. So, you know, you meet, and then, like, you know, four hours later, you know, send me a pic. And you send a good Christian picture, and then they reply to indicate they want a non Christian photo. It's quiet in the church. But what happens is, is now, watch this. You need to understand what makes a person special is what's in between their ears, not what's in between their legs. So you got to get to know people without sexual attachments. And, of course, the scripture calls that fornication, sex before marriage, so it's, it's, it's not godly. But, but the bigger deal is you're robbing yourself of a chance to meet them. Because you're meeting this objectification of an individual. Are y'all still here? Okay, all right, ask lots of questions and get clarity. Ask follow-up questions. And watch this. Know that there's no such thing as the one. Would you come? There's no such thing as the one. Touch the neighbor and say, there's no such thing as the one. What there is is there's the right fit. But, but let's get this. How many people, and just be honest, how many people you, you were taught or you thought, you know, I'm, you know, there's the one. There's that one. You know, watch this, watch this. Your soulmate. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. No, subcon no such concept in the scripture. But it's my rib. Man, you better go down to Famous Days and get you a five-pack. Now look, that, that's not scriptural. What there is is fit scripturally. In the scripture, you want to know what they did? The parents would meet and decide this is good for the business of both families. They'll learn to love one another. They'll figure it out. That's how it was done in the Bible. What's the principle there? Is that love is decisional, but then here's the secondary principle. There's no such thing as the one. What there is is the right fit for you. If you spend your life saying the one, you will be in search of something that doesn't exist, so you'll be looking for a perfect fake. Okay? So here, here, here's, here's, here's our, here's our uh, name me one of them websites. Don't act like y'all don't know them websites. We're a multicultural church. I need a multicultural. Who? I don't know if I can say that on the mic. Now, y'all don't be giving me no nasty ones now. Give me good Christian ones. Christian Mingle. So here's my ChristianMingle.com, okay? <laughs> so do you love God? I love to. <laughs> okay. All right, anyway, okay. All right, so what's your name? Stacy. Stacy? How are you doing, Stacy? Let's do Love Connection. Can we do Love Connection for a minute? Okay, let's do Love Connection. Hi, Stacy. What's your name? Bella. Bella. Jesse. Jesse. Bill. Bill. Cuzzo. Cuzzo. He from Alabama. That's what he from. <laughs> but if, if there's a such thing as the one, let's say, what's it? Come here. Okay. Okay. And then, and then come. Why don't you come? Let's say Stacy and Bill. Let's just use that logic. That's the one. There's nobody else on the whole planet out of 7 billion people 
That's the fit. God made Stacy for Bill and made hit it up and made Bill for Stacy. What happens if Bill gets wet? Come here, girl. What's your name? Bella. Bella. My God. So now they out of God's will. They out of God's will. And she ain't got nobody. Touch the neighbor and say, that's crazy. Say, that's ridiculous. Instead, what there is is the right fit. So stop talking about I'm just the one. I had a dream. And I saw somebody in my dream. And they look like this person. That's the one. No, I just took pressure off the single people. Because you're in search of the one. It doesn't exist. It's not Bible. Somebody say, let's go Bible. It's not Bible. Instead of Bible, thank y'all so much. It's a good fit. I might bring you back in a minute because we still got the other girl. Because then what happens if they both out of God's will? Huh? If they both out of God's will because they didn't get the one. Okay, so then, so then now, if there's somebody else that's in the cut, and I think I didn't get the one, now I'm saying to myself, well, maybe I didn't get the one, so maybe she's the one because she says the right things. Hmm. Maybe she's the one because right now we having trouble, and she showed up to say the right stuff. Come on here. So maybe I missed the one, and the one, watch this, the one that I'm with ain't mine. Maybe it's somebody else that's the real one because they make me feel good when I'm going through a valley with my fit. Ah! And so it's about puzzles. This is a puzzle. Everybody see it? It's a zoo. Somebody say it's a zoo. Right, now, this is a zoo puzzle. We're going to give it to Harvest Kids after church. Now, this is a zoo, and this is kind of what the dating world looks like now. It's a zoo. Okay? No, it is. It's a zoo. Can I get the single people to say amen? Married people, just sit tight. I'm coming for you. Just sit tight. We're going to get with you in just a second. Okay? Because, watch this. Um, we got these two pieces missing. And here is the actual right fit. Y'all can see that on the camera? Everybody got that, all right? Okay, that fits. Okay? Here, here's, here, here's the problem. Say fits. Okay. There's no such thing as the one, but what there is is the right fit. When there's the right fit, everything makes sense. Everything goes where it's supposed to go. It's not perfection, because I can see the, the areas of separation, but we still fit. So we're not the same person, but we fit together in our differences. We, we watch this. She prays for me. I pray for her. She loves me. I love her. She builds me. I build her. Uh, watch this. She knows that, watch this, sometimes it might be good to wait before she brings that to me. And then he knows it might be sometimes good to wait to bring that to me because it's not perfection, but it's the right fit. It's not the one, but it's the right fit. And when it's the right fit, it just makes sense. It fits. It fits. It fits. And so other people look at your relationship, and I don't understand this. You wouldn't understand it. You ain't my fit. Mm -hmm. Other people look at your relationship and say, well, I don't get this i don't get that well you wouldn't understand it you're not my fit but when it's the right fit but here's what happens sometimes in relationships when you don't have the right fit you can try to force a fit now don't these two pieces they look like they go here right problem is is this doesn't fit here and when it doesn't fit you will try to force a fit and when you're trying to force a fit you're going to tear up mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you're going to tear up everything 
that's around because now I'm trying to make something work that just, oh, God, it don't, so I don't mind how much I fast, how much I, I pray, how much I give, how much, how much counts. It, it just ain't a fit because I love God. You don't. It just ain't a fit. I, I want to do better. You don't. It just ain't a, a fit. I want to give you all of me. You don't want to give me none of you. It just ain't a, a fit. And if it's not a fit, you must quit. And here's what you need to know, 1115. There are more non-fits than fits. Not just in dating, but in life. You will have more fake friends than real friends. You will meet more, watch this, people who, watch this, have motives and agendas than people who are pure towards you. Don't let the motives and agendas make you miss who's pure. There are some people that legitimately just want to see you do well and don't want nothing from you. In fact, can I preach like I want to? Those are the best relationships. Where I don't need you. You ain't got nothing I need. Baby, you in here because I want you. And if I want you, that means I chose you. If I chose you, that means I decide you. This ain't just a convenient business arrangement. You with me because I want you. I don't need your cash. I don't need your car. I don't need your credit. I don't need your clothes, baby. I'm with you because I want you. You ever get in a relationship because of need, you will potentially force a bad fit. Are you hearing me, church? Okay. Now, watch this. Watch this. In, in, in relationships, there will be red flags. A red flag means stop and slow down. Even if you're married, watch me. When you see these red flags, these are issues that you have to address. Why? Because there's an indication there's a crack in your foundation. Okay? It, got it. Remember, water can get into the foundation. When that water freezes and then unthaws, it can crack your foundation. So foundations have to be checked. We learned that last week. So check me. Watch this. Uh, it, it, uh, here's some red flags. Say, what are they, Bishop? Come on, talk to me. Say, what are they, Bishop? If they're rebellious to authority figures, that's a red flag. They won't honor you. If they disrespect their boss, who are you? Woo, it's quiet in here. If they treat their pastor like trash, what makes you think you're going to get treated with some kind of level of honor? Quiet in the church. Watch this. If you enjoy their absence more than their presence, that's a red flag. If you only know them online, baby, that's computer love. You better get last week's message. If going to church is a fight, I'm not talking about a difference in culture. I'm talking about it's a fight. That's a red flag. If they lie to you or somebody else, that's a red flag. If you sit there on the phone and watch them lie to their friend, keep watching because they're about to lie to you. Y'all ain't got to say nothing to me. Preach, Bishop. Watch this. Let's go to fourth gear. Uh, if they start something and don't finish it, that's a red flag. If they gossip, that's a red flag. If they're in debt with no plan to get out, that's a red flag. Love is not a plan. If they're lazy, that's a red flag. If they're passive-aggressive, that's a red flag. What's passive-aggressive? It's the indirect hostility and procrastination, intentional ignorance, stubbornness, having a defeated attitude, being irritable, ill-tempered, silent, or deliberately failing to do something. Passive-aggressive people are red flag people. What passive-aggressive is, is it's a weapon behind a silk cloth. They'll package it one way, but really it's hostility. They're angry at you. What's wrong with you? Nothing. Well, excuse me. Apparently your eyes and neck didn't get that memo. I'm going to need you to walk back in there and turn around and come back out and try that one again. Huh? Watch this. Those are red flags. If you're married, those are things you must address. Because, watch this, especially passive-aggressive, because it means something else is under there. Something is brewing. And you don't want to wake up one morning and, and the house be clear. 
They ain't saying nothing. All right, here's the third part of God's blueprint. Date with the intention to marry. If you're married, date with the intention to stay married. What do you mean intention? Most people casually date. And I want to define dating. Dating ain't going somewhere with somebody. That's called going somewhere with somebody. I went on a date. No, y'all went to eat. And by the way, going to the movies is not a good place to date. You can't talk. We're just going to go watch the movie. For two hours, y'all are going to be sitting next to one another and not talking to one another. That's a waste of time. I can't get no intel. I need data. Unless we're going to be texting the whole time through. I'm gonna watch. Only if they pass 90 days, date them. Why? Because the new car smell is worn off. So now you're going to pay attention to their flaws to determine if it's a fit. Got it? It's not going to be perfect, but it's going to be a fit. It's best not to live together, and premarital sex is a trap because sex may prolong something that's a wrong fit. You got to date with intention to marry. If you're married, date with intention to stay married, which means, watch this, I continued, watch this, even when I got you, I continued to interrogate you. Why? Because you're growing. You're developing. You're not the same woman that, I that you were when I married you. You're not the same man. You get the point? So now that you're growing, you're developed, you're di you got a different job now. When I met you, you were the clerk. Now you're the manager. Y'all not talking. When I met you, you were this. Now you're that. So I got to keep, watch this, the investigation, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I got to keep the investigation of you fresh because if I don't keep it fresh, watch this, it's going to fail. So I date with the intention to marry or with the intention to stay married if I'm already married. Watch this. Check this out. Get chromantic. What's that, Bishop? That's creepy and romantic. What do you mean creepy? Because you need to look at their credit. If, and even when you're married, you still need to periodically check. Better get that karma on that phone. Get that app. <laughs> Just make sure. What is this? We ain't never been to Massachusetts. What is this? I'm going to need to know. I'm going to need to know. <laughs> need to know. Need to know. Okay, watch. You need to get STD testing if you're dating. Talking about they look good. <laughs> Make it a trip. Come on, girl, let's go. <laughs> Make a little lunch. <laughs> huh? Now, that may seem creepy to you. But this is the most important decision of your life. Some of you parents, y'all trip me out. Y'all tripping over vaccines, this, that, and the other, and you dating people that don't know nothing about them. Huh? And I'm getting ready to close. Watch. You need to know their family situation. You need to listen to what they told you, then you need to go watch it for yourself. You need to know if his mama, watch this, if his mama, you need to know, you need to know the level of relationship there. You need to see that in action. You need to know if her mama has hostility towards men. Why? Because every time they get in an issue, they, her first thing is going to be, I'm leaving, baby. Come on back over here with me. Because maybe mama don't want daughter to have what she can't. Ah, you need to know what the family situation is. And you need to see it for yourself. Go to the Kinsiera. Go to the bar mitzvah. Go to the family reunion. Go to the cookout. You need to see the family in action. I want to watch. And listen to what they told you and then go ask. Go ask Big Mama. Because she's going to tell you the truth. She's going to come here, baby. Ain't no Big Mama find the closest thing in the family to one. Maybe auntie or something. I don't know. Get her. 
They say, now tell me the truth. And they'll tell you the truth because they didn't live long enough to not care about how they feel about what they tell you. You need somebody that's going to tell you the truth and not care about, I can't believe you said that. Boy, you better get up out of my face. I, look, I will snatch a knot. Why? You're not just marrying a person. You're marrying a family and all of their baggage. Because let me promise you something. When there's an issue, they go into that family. And then once y'all make up, now that family knows some stuff about you. And you need to know how that family's going to treat you when y'all come around. Y'all ain't talking to me. Some of y'all, can I tell you, some of y'all need to stop running your mouth so much to your family when you're married and you got issues. Because now they can't stand your spouse and y'all going to kiss and make up because that's what y'all do. Y'all break up to make up. That's what you do. But now the whole family hates them. You ain't bringing him over here. Can I get a witness right there? You're marrying 400 years of baggage. The Bible says the sins of the fathers visited the third and fourth generations. That's generations. Which means you're dealing with generations. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So he's the God of generations. So when you marry somebody, you're marrying generational stuff. For some of them, the women in their family never learned to submit. For some of them, the man never learned to lead. For some, they thought debt was okay. They thought poverty. Do you, do you catch what I'm saying? You need to know the family situation. That's important. You need to know details. Why? Only fools rush in. So you need to date at least four seasons to evaluate them in different situations. Four seasons. Spring, summer, fall, winter. Why? I need to see you in different circumstances. I need to see you in different environments. I need to see you. I need to see you. If you're married, watch this, you apply the same principle just in a different context. So watch this, we're, we're dating still with the intention to stay married. So if the family situation changed, I need to know. Why all of a sudden you don't want to go around your cousin? I need to know. What changed? What happened? What happened? Because at the end of the day, if I ignore the realities of how people operate, you will think you're the exception. And you will never be the exception as it comes to human behavior. You want to know the one thing God never gave us dominion over is other people. He said, rule, reign, conquer, subdue, take over. The only thing he never said Adam could have dominion over was you. Dominion, absolute power. He says she should submit, but he did not say dominion. Those are two different things. You can't make nobody do nothing. It's quiet in the church. There's only two things true about people, and I'm <laughs> There's only two things true about people. One is that people do what they want to do. Here's the second thing. Touch and never say this is very deep. It says Hebrew. People do what they want. Only two things that are true about people. Check this out. You need to evaluate them in different situations. It, watch this. In other words, it brings me to the fourth and final point. Keith Sweat wrote a song years ago, said, make it last. Somebody do Jackie. The ooze. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Watch. If you're married, you have to keep it fresh so it doesn't fail. The routine, watch this, the routine will ruin if it's not kept fresh. So then when AstroTurf walks by, it looks attractive because it's fresh. Let me ask you something, married ladies. 
Are you a safe place for him to be both Superman and Clark Kent? I don't like your silence. I don't. See, I'm a communicator. I'm just going to tell you. Can he be vulnerable with you and, watch this, full man with you? Or does he have to go to somebody else to be vulnerable to? That's how Delilah lullabied Samson. I'm preaching better than you saying amen. He was able to lay his head in her lap because she listened to him even though she was a bad pick. Yeah. Husbands, can your wife trust you with all of her? Or does she have to keep a supply because she thinks you might get sneaky? Come here. And I'm getting ready to come. <laughs> what? To make it last forever, I'm just asking questions. This is daily decisional love, which means I decide you over and over and over. It's not emotional. Okay? Love produces emotions, but it's a decision. I decide you, which means, girl, you can work. I ain't got no more nerves for you to work, but I decide you. Watch this. And here's what I'm not. I'm going to go there. Y'all should have said Amen. And I'm not going to threaten you. Mm. I decide you. So I'm not threatening you every time we have an issue that I'm leaving you. Because now I will create insecurity in the relationship and you'll never fully invest in something that you cannot trust. Y'all ain't got to say amen. But would you at least tell the truth and say, Bishop, you right about that? If every argument is, well, you know what? You know what? You know what? Look, I ain't gonna say nothing. I ain't gonna say nothing. Say it! And here, no, this is super important. This is super important because when you decide somebody, that decision means that I decide you even when it's inconvenient. I love you. I love you. And if you love, that's your decision. Now, that doesn't mean you tolerate abuse. That doesn't mean you tolerate infidelity. That doesn't mean you, oh, it got quiet there. That, no, no, don't, don't get it twisted. Well, you love me. Yeah, but you love lots of others too, so. But watch this. If you choose to stay afterwards, you do not get to keep bringing it up over and over again. Remember what happened in 89? We had an agreement. I had a jerry curl back then. My, I got my, we had an agreement. Things changed. Things changed. Touch the neighbor and say, decide. Once you find your fit, you got to keep it fresh. And if you have issues in your marriage, guess what? Get some help. The level of intellect that created problems can't solve them. Come on here. I like this section. <laughs> they talk back. They help me preach the message. <laughs> you hear me? Watch. 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 The ch your church offers relationship coaching. There's tons of messages that are available to you. There's so many things you can do to make it last forever. But, but you have to decide that's what you're going to do. We're working out on our issues. You, you need, sometimes you need a third party to come in and say, that's not the problem. 
That's like why we even talking about this. The problem's over here. Problem is you never forgave her. <laughs> never forgave him. Touch the neighbor, say, I want great relationships. In 2019. Okay. If you're married, it's daily decision of love. If you're dating, that's the goal to get there to where I can decide you. I can decide. I've seen you over 12 months and I can decide you. If you're still dating 5, 10, 15 years into it, I just want to ask you, like, what, what, what the problem is? <laughs> See, they're great over here. This is good. Put them a mic over here. Just y'all preach it. I'm going to take the next few Sundays off. Let y'all preach it. Just come look at the laptop. All you got to do is just read the laptop. I make it real simple for you to follow. I'm doing it that way, so that way, uh, well, anyway. Anyway, that way, <clears throat> that way I have a whole library in this, in the, in the, in the um, because I plan to have this big old stadium type thing. And so, what I want them to do, watch me do it. No, watch, watch God do it. So, I don't despise the day of small beginnings. Yeah. If you can be trusted down here, he can trust you up there. So, so I want a whole library of all the messages. So that's the reason I type them. I don't type them because I need to look at the computer. I type them so that they can put them in the library. And they'll be able to say, look at all these manuscripts. So good. But back to the message. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Here's what I need to get. Um, it, when you decide somebody, you're going to have challenges. You're going to have issues. There are going to be some days you don't want to decide them. And the reasons aren't legit not to. Like, there's just going to be some days you're going to be like, you're just getting on my nerves. Please, I, married people, don't, do not, do not, do not act like every moment of every day, baby, oh, I couldn't wait to talk to you. Sometimes you look at the phone like, that makes you a human. Makes you a human. Did you, did you hear that? It just makes you a human. There's going to be some days you're like, I wonder if I made the right choice. That makes you a human. No, come on here. That makes you a human. See, but watch this. We never have these discussions in church, and so you'll think something's wrong because y'all had a bad day. And you coming down for deliverance and prayer and falling out and all that because y'all had a bad day. Because we don't have these discussions. Well, here we do. I say, here we do. But decisional love says, I decide you. I want you to want me. I want you. But I want you to want me too. Just like I want you. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. 
He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do... I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.